And we're probably still sitting on a few testimonies of how, how good God has been to us. Anybody else want to testify that came in late? You know, God has been good to you. Don't be ashamed of him. He said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. That's what he said. So God got, man, look, we got to, look, you got a reason to give God praise. And you'd have been through too much for you to sit down on God. God has been good to, I know he's been good to me. Now I don't want to testify, let me testify. Lord, I just want to thank you for my wife, my children. I thank you, Lord God, for my health and my strength. That's a whole lot. I thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning. Not just waking me up, but to have my health and strength to be clothed in my right mind. That I don't have that mind to go back into the world and live that way again. I have no desire to live that life no more. And I just thank God for my children. I thank him what he's doing in my house. And man, he has just been a blessing in our, in my house. <laughs> he's been a blessing in our house. And my, I'm going to testify about my son that, who had lost his life. And he calls me often and our conversation is so, it's getting better and better. He's a young man. He's 31, maybe 32. He lost, when I say he lost his life, young people, he, he was clinically, medically dead, lifeless, lifeless, had no life in him. He said he saw himself rise up and seen the doctors working on him. And today he still had that same testimony. But dad, I do remember. He said a lot of it I don't remember. What I do remember, I remember walking somewhere. I wasn't here. And I was communicating. He said, I was talking to thunder. Thunder was talking to me and I was communicating when I understood what the thunder was saying. He said, I did that for a long time. And he said, I remember that that thunder said to everything there is a mother and a father, to everything there is a beginning and the ending. And he said, that thunder told me, don't go to the light. He said, he started running. He said, but the rest of the stuff, you know, happen out there. It's the, I mean, he's going to be here one day. I hope you be here to tell his own testimony. Because ain't nothing like when God do something for you and you can tell it. You know, let me tell it. You know, I can tell you what he done for me. But I can't tell it too much what he done for you. And so this young man that I'm, I work with 17 years ago. I have been mentoring him. I'm, I'm spanked brand new on the job. Been mentoring him. You know, and they wanted to get rid of him because they found out that he had an ankle bracelet on his leg and they hired him. I'm like, what are y'all hired the young man? What, I mean, why y'all want to get rid of him now? You knew that in the beginning, like he hid it. And so I prayed with him and kept mentoring him and kept mentoring him. Long story short, this that very young man is saved today. And he is witnessing to my son that lost his life. He said, I'm going to get you some books. He said, man, what, he said, what you missing is, that's what a lot of young people are missing. A lot of, a lot of people, period. He said, what you missing is, he said, you just need to meet Jesus. <laughs> I said, you sure told him right. He said, I said, you just need to meet the right one. He said, you just need to meet Jesus. And he began to give him his testimony about his life. You know, and so 
God is moving. I talked to him this morning. He said, and I told Al, I said, man, I said, I didn't tell any of your brothers this, but I'm going to tell you. I'm gonna, I feel it's time for me to share this with you. I say, long, many years ago, when we was living over on Stire. I said, Daddy, be in the background, be crying out. And I say, crying, I ain't just yelling. Tears, crying, rolling down my cheek. Praying that God would save y'all soul. Not only save you from the street, but save you from, you know, from hell. Because I want to be able to see you again. And so I just cried and cried and telling the Lord, Lord, how can I do your will? How can I do this? How can I preach? My children ain't saved. How, how I don't have the mind. I don't have this. I don't, I don't have the wherewith to, to do this, Lord. You know, how am I doing it? What you want me to do this for? And that still small voice, people of God, came to me and said, that's not your business. He said, that's my business now. You have taken them for us. You can take them. He said, you do my business and I'll take care of my business. And I left that alone. And so I see right now that God is taking care of his business. Because he said, I said, well, daddy, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'm not concerned like I used. I'm sure I'm going to see you in the house. God, he said, dad, you know what? I know it. He said, I'm going to be there. They asked me to go to some other church, a Catholic church. And he said, no, I don't do that. He said, I'm going to go to my church. And so I just believe God, what God says. When God says something, you just got to believe God. I'm talking about 17 years ago. And God is working. He's working today. Jesus is alive. He's and will and he want to hear from you. He wants you to call on him. Not only when you need something, but just call on him just to know that you're there. God is a great God. He's an awesome God. So give him some praise one more time. Lift him up. If you want to lift him up, lift him up for me. Hallelujah. He deserves it. He's an awesome God. And I got somebody else taking my other son to church. Yes. They going to come in here. If God said it, it's going to be so. I see a change. I said, man, you don't even talk like you used to. I said, y'all don't even act like you used to. I said, y'all some changed young men. I said, what made you, when pastor was preaching over Brother Richard in them church, I said, what made you get up out of your seat and come to that altar with your head bowing your hands up? I said, I don't know, Dad. I said, what made you, when she was preaching again, come in this church with your head bowing your hands up? Nobody made you. I didn't kick your feet. I didn't nudge you with no elbow. I said, God is calling you. He's got a plan for your life. He said, I believe that, Daddy. I believe him. But there's some unanswered things I don't understand about God. I said, don't worry about those things. You'll understand it better by and by. So we're still trying to yet understand some things. Don't let what you don't know keep you from coming to the Lord. Because when you come to God, all things are new, it says. Then you begin to see what grandmama, what daddy, what mama's been saying. You'll be able to see those words then. It's going to come to fruition. So put your mind this week, today, 
on giving your life to the Lord. Because young people, the street got a use for you and God got a need for you too. The street ain't going to be nice. Ain't nothing nice out there in the street. I don't care what no guy, no, no, no lady, ain't nothing nice. And if it was, I'd still be in the street. She'd still be in the street. She'd still be in the street because we street. We used to be street people. Ain't nothing out there. So put your mind on accepting Christ and see, find out for yourself, see what God has planned for you. I can't tell you because he ain't showed me, but I know one thing. That he's got a plan for your life. He said it. He said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Not your mama, not your daddy, not your best friend, not your girlfriend, your boyfriend. He said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you. I know how I feel about you, brother, sister. I know the thoughts that I think. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give you this expected promising end. Don't you want a promising end? You know, everybody wants that good ending, but they don't want to do what it takes to get that ending. You know, everybody wants life, but don't nobody want to die. You got to die to the world. You got to say no. You know, give it up. Ain't nothing out there. Stick a fork in it, as they say. It's done. I'm finished with it. Flip it over. I'm finished. Jesus said it was finished. When he said it was finished, he mean it's finished. He got plans for, for your lives. Don't you know that we're probably sitting amongst some new, some senators, probably president, you know? God want to put his people in office. We said we want to see a change, but we don't want to do what it takes to make the change. You know? God got, I mean, hey, I believe in out of small places, great things come. They say it can't nothing good come out of Nazareth. Can anything good? That's what one of his disciples said. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Anything good? Look what good came out of Nazareth. Look what he did. Jesus came out. Look what he did. He turned the world upside down. And God wants to use you, young people. He wants, he wants, he ain't going to abuse you. He ain't going to misuse you. He ain't going to lie on you. He ain't going to cheat on you. God going to be just, fair, and honest, and he going to love you like you ain't never been loved before. This love, this man that I am in love with, I mess with people's minds sometimes out there. I'm in love with a man. And his name is Jesus. Oh, you one of those. Yes, I'm one of those. I'm in love with this man because he first loved me. So think about giving your life to the Lord. You know, tomorrow is not promised to you if you ain't gave your life to the Lord. I'm going to go out on a limb. Tomorrow is promised to those that are his people. He promised us 71 years. He promised us if we live right. So think about your soul. It's very important. It is. Don't think that once you die, you die. 
You don't. When you die, you begin a new life. Somewhere though. Where do you choose? Where do you choose? You go on somewhere to live forever. Whether you believe it, somebody told you or not, you're going to be somewhere. I put my foot on because that's what he said. You're going to be somewhere. As for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. That's what I'm going to do. I don't know where that come from. Come from heaven. Come from God. God is talking to somebody. I don't know who he's talking to. I'm, I got a few scriptures I, mean, I can read, but God put this on my heart Wednesday night. And I just went in the room and I just began to just sit before God. I've been seeking him, fasting and praying, trying to do it the way the Bible say do it. Stay before him. And he began to just talk to me. And he said, right, as I hear him. And so he said, what is Good Friday? Why do they call Good Friday Good Friday? I'm going to pray. I know we got to, I got to ask God to help me. But I may not be up here long at all, but. Heavenly Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just want to thank you, Father God, for the opportunity, Lord God. I pray, God, that you have touched somebody's heart already, God, whether it's in this congregation, Lord God, or out there, God, where they're listening on the air, Lord. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you have already touched, Lord, that somebody already made up their mind, God, to say yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus, and I pray, Father, as you lead and guide me through what you have given me, Lord God, I pray that you take control of me. Take control of my tongue, God, and I pray that you use me, little Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for our pastor, Lord, who allowed me to stand in her stead. We pray her strength. We pray the church's strength in the Lord, God. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray. Amen. He said, why do they call Good Friday Good Friday? What was so good about that Friday? What was so good about Good Friday. I know today is Resurrection Day. And we praise God for getting up out of that grave. But Good Friday, it is to remind us that on one Friday, before the crucifixion of Christ, terrible, horrible things happened to Jesus on that day. He was betrayed, or as we say, he was sold out. He was abandoned by the men he chose and called friends. One of his friends even denied even knowing him. He was falsely accused and arrested for telling the truth. He was found guilty before proven innocent. He was refused and disowned by his own people. What was so good about that on that Friday? He was formally tried and found innocent, but the judge did not rule in his favor. And upon having the opportunity to release him, his own people chose to release a murderer instead of him who committed no crime. What makes that Friday so good? He was beaten, spat on, 
They ripped his beard off his face. They mocked and laughed at him. They stripped him of his clothes. They pushed a crown of thorns upon his head. They put nails in his hands and his feet. What was so good about that Friday? They pierced him in his side with a spear. They gave him vinegar instead of water for his last drink. He suffered so long. And if that wasn't enough, he called to his father and didn't get any response. Can you imagine calling for somebody who you love and loved you and not hear nothing? Can you imagine crying out and not get no answer? You can call, but you don't get no answer. What makes that so good? But I believe that Jesus, he felt forsaken. God did not forsake him because he said, I would never leave you nor forsake you. Me and my father, we are one. So I believe when God saw Jesus, he saw what Jesus was bearing, what he was carrying. He was carrying your grief, my grief, your sin and my sin. And God looked at him and saw sin. Cursed is the man. The Bible says that hangs up on a tree. He looked at him and he looked like sin. But until Jesus died and rose again and brought that blood to the father. He was reunited with his father. Don't it feel good when you are reunited with somebody that you love or somebody. You know, that's a better feeling then. You know, so Jesus he wasn't, his, his father didn't forsake him like we think that he forsake him, turned his back on him. He saw everything that was going on. And sometimes when you raising that child, young man, you look at some things that he's doing, you just cringe at it. I hope you do, especially when it's not right. But you never forsake him. You're always there for him. Me and my wife raising eight sons, eight Young boys, it was tough. A lot of things I cringed at and said, man. Sometimes I used to ask, whose child is you? Where did you come from? I did some things, but my God. Where are you getting this stuff from? I cringed at it. But I was always there for him. You got to always be there. God said he would always be there for you. No matter what kind of trouble you get yourself in, God is there for you. All you got to do is call out to him. He's there waiting for you. Many of us don't call. We don't call for him. Some of us are just too proud. We too strong-minded, strong, bullheaded. Oh, this will blow over. It's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. You got to call on the Lord. He said, you'll get an answer now when you call on him. But what makes that a good Friday? He was forsaken by everybody. For he had made, God had made him sin for us who knew no sin that we might by the righteousness of God might be the righteousness of God in him. 
And so after that good Friday, they hung him on the cross. I'm going to talk about the cross a little bit. The cross means, well, we understand what the cross was, that Jesus was crucified on that cross. He hung, hung him up. They pierced the side and they did all that. But I started thinking about cross. Cross means to cross over, go across, pass over, get through, intersect, meet, join, connect, interweave, intertwine. When I think about the cross, it reminds me of an overpass. And Lord said, flip that around. It's not an overpass, it's a Passover. That's who he is. He's my Passover. And when you think about somebody passing over something, God said, look, when I see the blood over your doorpost, I'm going to pass over you. It's a lot of things that pass over us because of what grandma, grandmama prayed. It's a lot of things pass over you, what auntie prayed. It's a lot of things just pass over you because of the mercy of God. So many things passing over us, we don't realize that we're being passed over. It means to pass over. Pass over what, Brother Al? I've been passed over sickness. I'm sure death passed over me a few times in my life, the way I was living. I'm sure that. Some of us had guns stuck in our bellies. Some of us done got shot. We know a young man, know of a young man that got shot nine times. Tried to take him out of here. But death passed over him. My nephew got a gun pointed to his head, point blank, bam. Shot him in the back of his head. He ran home, sat down, knew he was shot, didn't ever pass out. The doctor said that the muscles in his neck helped stop the bullet. I said that was nobody but Jesus stopped that bullet. Death passed over him. Look, the Passover is Jesus. When you look at that cross, it's Jesus. It, it wasn't the cross. He was the cross. You know, he, 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 he was the connection between the Father and the Son. He's the cross. The other thing is, the cross is a point of connection. The only way that I know that we can connect with God is by prayer. Young people, we got to pray. You can't pray like mama. You can't pray like daddy. You just pray. All you got to do is just say, Jesus, whatever's on your heart, you talk to the Lord. Like you come and talk to grandma. You come and talk to brother Al. You come and talk to your dad. That's how you talk to God. You ain't got to go with God with these and thou's and those. You got to pour your heart out to God. He wants to hear from you. God is trying to connect with us. I preached a few Sundays ago. God wants to, y'all understand, he wants to vibe with you. You know, ain't nobody vibing with God. You know, he wants to make you alive. He wants to quicken you. And so we got to connect with him. We got to come together with God. Are you vibing? Are you feeling me? Huh? God wants, look, he he wants to feel you. He wants you to feel him. The woman with the issue of blood, she reached out and touched his garment. She didn't touch no skin, nothing. She touched his 
garment, a piece of cloth. And Jesus said, hey, have you ever been in a crowd when somebody touched your body, you, you know, un, unknowingly, and you just say, oh, Jesus said, hey, somebody touched me. What you mean somebody touched you? All these folk pushing and shoving said, no, somebody touched me. Somebody made a point of connection with me. Somebody's faith is out there calling for me. Who was this? God wants you to have a point of connection. He wants your faith to touch him. Whatever that you're looking for for God, believe it in faith. Young ladies don't look for no husband. Scratch that off the list. The Bible says a man finds the good thing when he finds a woman and obtain favor from God. So y'all scratch him, scratch him off. Well, I'll say scratch him off. This comes from a man. Don't be looking for no man. Seek God. Ask God what he wants to do with your life. That's what he wants to know. Touch him by faith. Job, school, Lord, I want to do this. Put something out there. Get you a vision. See yourself doing something other than what you're doing. Ain't y'all tired of going around that same old mountain, that same old beat, and the beat goes on, and the beat goes on. Ain't y'all tired of the same beat? God wants some new music. He wants some new converts. He called the young because they are strong. He know when something get down in you, ain't nothing going to persuade your mind. That man, R. Kelly, was right about women. When a woman is fed up, ain't nothing you can do about it. But when God get hold of you too, ain't nothing nobody else can do about it. He got you hook, line, and sent. Ain't nobody going to take you away from him. Because you done found out how much this man loves you, whether you're a man or a woman. Ain't nothing that nobody, mama can't change your mind. Your girlfriend can't change your mind. Your boyfriend ain't going to change your mind. All you got to, all you know is that you got to get to church. I don't know where I'm going yet, but I know I got to get there. God is looking for faithfulness. He's looking for you. Y'all ain't here just by chance. Ain't no... Ain't no young men here. Ain't no, you married. So, hey, hey, you're here for a reason. And God going to show you why you're here. You keep coming. He going to tell you why you're here. So, we got to have this point of connection in this prayer. It's worship. It's praise. That's the point of our connection with God. And you can connect with him. Yes, you can. Man, when I first got saved, all we had to do was just ask God. Bam! It was there. When God said do something, I'm gone. We were there. I'm doing it. But as you grow, things do get a little tough for you. But he's the same God. He still loves you. And he still made the same way. The next point is the cross. He showed me it's like an intersection. I thank God for Lonnie breaking this cross. That's an intersection. That's a four-way intersection. You know? Jesus 
is a four-way intersection. He made it possible for everybody to come from all different directions, all different types of walks of life, all nations, all creed, all colors. He didn't make no difference what you was. Come on. He looking for you. God wants you to come to him because there's a gift inside of you. There is something sitting inside of you. God gave us all gifts. There's something inside of you that ain't even came out yet. You work with your hands, but there's something else inside of you. I work with my hands. I'm bad, man. I'm bad. There ain't too much I can't do on the house. There ain't nothing. But there's some other things that God got inside me that he want me to do. He want me to build some houses. Ain't talking about no four walls. He want me to help you. To fortify you. To strengthen you. To let you know that you can be a great husband. You can be a great father. It's much more left inside of you. A whole lot more. Ain't even came up yet. So much more. So much more in you. Don't think that you just came here because of Easter Sunday. God brought you out here. You know, that's a point. That's an intersection. God said, he said, that cross is going to bring our children from the east. It's going to gather them from the west. They gonna, He going to tell the north not to hold them back. He going to tell the south, give them up. They going to be coming from all directions, all walks of life. It don't make no difference when you're a drug addict or what. God wants you. He made it a way. And Jesus is that way. Not was that way. Jesus is the way. His arms are still stretched out wide. He's still waiting. I'm the way. Not the cross. I'm the cross. Come on and connect with me. And this is the only way, people, that you can get to the Father. By one of those ways. You can't get to him no other kind of way. He said, I'm the door. I'm the only door. You can't go through no other door but through Jesus Christ. Can't nobody come to the Father but by, by me. I made it so easy. I made it so plain for you. Come on. What was so good about that Friday. And so this, this cross that I'm talking about, it goes deeper than I can even, I can even go. He made a way for everybody. He said, come unto me all you that are burdened or heavy laden. There's some burdens, people heavy loaded with stuff. In this little small church and this amongst the small people right now. He said, come unto me and I'll give you rest from all of that stuff that's on your mind. That's in your heart. But after the cross, he went to the grave. But he didn't stay there long. The Bible said that on the first day, the third day, the old Baptist preacher say, and on that third day. Early one morning that he got up, he rose again. 
And when he rose, he rose up with all power in his hand. Not some of the power, all power. All power over principalities, all powers over the power of this world, all power over darknesses, all power over wickedness, all power was given to him. He got up with all power, with everything in his hand. So whatever you got that's on your heart that you need, that old song say, God's got it. Here it is. It's in his hand. It's yours for the taking. God made a way for us, saints, people of God. He made a way. And it's, it's, it's not a hard way. It's not, it's not hard at all. Your feet probably heavy right now. Your heart probably heavy right now. Don't want you to get up. Don't want you to clap. Don't want you to do nothing. That's the, that's, that's the work of the flesh. God wants you to be free. He wants you. If you feel like clapping your hands, clap your hands. He feel like getting up, running. We got a sister around. She gets up. She run around here. Whatever God, whatever you feel like doing for God, do it. Whatever you feel like doing for doing for God, do it. Do it. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Ain't nobody going to look at you crazy. Yeah, I might have a bunch of folk getting up behind you, running behind you. You know? So the cross, it means to move past, extend from one side to the other. God is trying to get us from where we are to where he want us to be. He's trying to get us from where we are to where we're supposed to be. Because on the other side is a better life. On the other side or good things happening. On the other side is where life flows. On the other side is prosperity. The other side is safety. The other side, there is no need for nothing. He said, I supply all your needs according to your, according to his rich. Everything that you need, he got it. It's in the palm of his hand. All you got to do is come and get it. It's right there. I can blow your mind with some testimonies. This folk in here with testimonies just would blow your mind. That one testimony I gave by my son, that's mind blowing. We didn't know nothing about him being dead. You know? Gone. We laying in bed, we talking to each other. Then get a phone call. Your son is stable now. What you talking about? But God. But God, we prayed, this church prayed. This church, the prayers of the righteous is a valid must. Just the prayers of the saints of this church are keeping you all. You've been kept by the prayers of the saints. God hears us. He'll hear you too. Whether you say or not, God sees that we love y'all. It concerns us, and whatever concerns us, God said, I'm going to perfect that which concerns you. What concerns you, Al? I'm going to perfect. Let me know what's on your heart. What concerns you, Carol? I'm going to perfect it. What concerns you? What, what, what's your concern? 
God wants to perfect it. He wants to make it come to pass. What's concerning you all, young ladies? What's in your heart? He's going to perfect it. He's the only one that can. Try Jesus. Try him. Try him. So, but back to the Good Friday. But what makes that a Good Friday is that something good came from that Friday. All this horrible stuff happened to our Savior. Mercy came. Grace came. Love came. Help came. So many other graces came because of that Friday. But most importantly, what came from that good Friday was a chance. A chance at eternal life. I said a chance because it's offered to everybody. But you got to accept it. So from that good Friday sprang up Brother Al, Sister Tawana, Sister Green, Pastor Davis, Mother, Brother. All of us came from from that good Friday. Because when he died, it gave us life. Had he not died, had he got off the cross, they said, Jesus, you you saved others, save yourself. Get on down from the cross. He had to muster up some breath and some strength. Because hanging on the cross, they tell me it's like suffocating cuts your breathing. It's a slow death. It's worse, it's worse than a, a, a lethal injection. You're just sitting there suffering. But they say, I heard he had to muster up some breath. Forgive him, Father. But they know not what they do. Into your hands, Father, I commit my spirit. Not just any old other hands. Into your hands. Because it's in his hands from his hands, by his hand, with his hands, through his hands, or we are going to be kept. We're going to be saved. There's a chance. Life is being extended to you this morning. So many good things happened on that Good Friday. Bad for him, but good for us. What a friend we have. And you got a friend like that. Anybody got a friend like that in here today? Anybody got a friend? Nobody got no friend like that that would die for them? You better have a friend. I'm trying to give them to you. Jesus. If you ain't got no friend, then you need to come on up and ask God to be your friend. If you don't know Jesus as the partner of your sin, you need to be up and say, Lord, I want what you have to offer me. You need to be up here. I'm making an altar call. All those that are not saved. He said, I'm going to pass over you. And those that he didn't pass over, he's giving you an opportunity so he can pass over you. He ain't going to keep passing. He ain't going to keep passing. When he stopped, when the prophet came, he either brought a blessing or a curse. When he stopped, what would he leave? What would he leave you if Jesus stopped by today? Good Friday was so good 
that he stayed on the cross that we can have life. That was so good. And I thank Jesus for standing on the cross for me on that one Friday. But every day from that day forth has been good. It's been great. Anybody need to be saved this morning? Anybody need to be saved this morning? There is anyone want to cross over today. The Passover is still here. Anybody want to cross back over that was already across? Anybody want to come back to the Lord this morning? The offer is yours. It's yours for the taking. Don't let them pass you by. Don't let this moment pass you by. Don't. This is Resurrection Sunday. God wants to resurrect and make you alive. He wants to make you alive. I am not going to compare you. I'm going to compare you, but I'm not going to call you up here. Somebody needs to come up here. Somebody needs to be up here and asking God, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Help me to find out what I'm supposed to be. Help me to find out what I'm supposed to do. Somebody in this room need to be up here this morning. Come on. There is room at the cross. There is room at the cross. His arms are still stretched out wide. They're open. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. Somebody else. Somebody else need to come. Somebody, pass me not, O gentle Savior. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. Why on others thou art calling? Do not pass me by, Lord. Don't let them pass you by. Sister, brother, don't let them pass you by. Don't let them pass you by. Don't leave out of this, this place. Don't leave out of this place with your work undone. Don't do it. Children of God, don't do it. Is there anybody else? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God. Thank God for you two not being so proud. God loves a humble heart. He's going to deal with you. Yes, Lord. He loves a humble, humble heart. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anybody else? This is Easter Sunday. We didn't come to show off our new dresses and our new shoes, our new hat. No, we didn't. We come to show off a new life. Yes, we did. We come to show off what Jesus done for us. Not what we done for ourselves. But what Jesus has done for us on that cross, on that glorious day, they call it a glorious day. My God, he didn't want to go through it. He didn't want to go through it. He said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass me. He didn't get no answer from his father. His father didn't say, all right, I'm going to let you pass on this one. Had he let him pass, 
there'd be no remission of sin. But he said, nevertheless, let your will be done. Not mine. I understand what I got to go through, but let it be done. Children of God, we're going to go through some things, but Jesus promised, the, God, the Lord promised not to never leave us nor forsake us. He's not going to put nothing on you that you cannot handle. He's not going to do that. He already took it for us. On that cross, he, he bore every, every pain. You know, he didn't, he didn't take the vinegar. He didn't take the wine because I found out if he'd have took it, it would have numbed him from the pain. He wanted to feel every pain on that cross. So the Bible can tell us, it, it, it can, it can say that he was touched with the feeling of our affirmities. He feels everything that we feel today. Everything. And he knows that we are in need of a savior. Nobody else. Nobody else. Not I. Not I, but God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you all for coming. One came that I knew should be up here. You, young lady. I knew you should be up here. Back there balling. I ain't saying too much of nothing. You got to hear her preach. You think you balling, you hear her preach. You really going to be balling. But I know it's God that's touching you. You know, he's all over you. What you want God to do for you today, sister? Hmm? Calm you down. What's the matter? You think a lot? Do you need salvation? Do you want salvation? It's yours for the taking. He offers it. Do you want to be saved? You want to accept Christ as your Savior? He'll calm you down. You know, he'll calm you down. You probably don't need to be calmed down. Maybe it's a fire or something that's inside of you. They can't nobody extinguish. I don't know. So is there anything else? You want to be calmed down? Something going on anywhere else? Everything all right at home? Yeah. Yeah? Everything all right with you? Could be better. It could be better. You want to whisper to my pastor in her ear? She's a woman. Lord, have your way. You stay there. What you want, my sister? Lord, deal with her. Yes, Lord. You want to be close? You want to cross back over? You want to renew it? You want to renew your life back to Christ? That's good, Carol. That's good. There's so much talent in you. Your family got you right here. I'm just going to tell you. They think highly of you. You are a leader. And God needs you. We need you. To help us in this work. You're an outgoing young lady. You don't have a problem. Doing what God put on your heart to do. And so God wants to accept you back. You said you want to come back. And so you. You tell the Lord. What you want to do. You tell him. You repent. You know. You know. We can help you along the way. But you speak to him. Lord help me get back. God, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my trespasses. That's all you got to tell him. Come on. Raise your hand. Surrender yourself to him. You ready to surrender everything to him, Karen?
Everything. Carol, look at me. You ready to surrender everything to him? Huh? You ready to deny yourself? You ready to deny things that you love to do? Huh? You, you ready for that? He hears you. He, he going to help you. We all saying that. We all saying that, Carol. We need help. That's why we are here, and that's why we're here faithfully. Come on back faithfully and watch yourself grow. You may not see yourself grow, but we're going to see you grow. We're going to see you grow, sister. Come on, Father, forgive me of my sins. Help me, Lord, to stay the course. I repent of all my transgressions. Lord God, I love you. Order my steps. Keep me in your way. And help me, God, to be faithful to you, to the service that you are promoting me to. In Jesus' name, Father. Amen. You've been restored, sister, but stay on in there, Kara. You know, get up, give us some ideas. God got he God wants to use all of us. But some of us got some of are more giftly than others. God bless you and welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for thank you for crossing over. You done made your way back across the crossroad. Praise God. Go in peace, my sister. And you go out there and win some souls. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? My little sisters? I don't want to offend nobody. But what's the young singer name? I ain't too proud to beg. Yeah, that's probably before y'all time. Don't be so proud. You know, if you know you need God, you know you need help, maybe you just don't want it right now. Are you afraid of some things got to change in your life? Hmm? He ain't going to hurt you. He ain't going to put you on front street. God is a gentleman. He is a gentleman. Thank you all for coming. Thank you all for coming. God's still after you, you, and you. He's still after you. He ain't going to let you go. From this day forth, you're going to hear my voice. He's after me. He's after me. He's after me. It don't make no difference how young you is either. That's right. Don't think that you got more time to grow to do what you want to do. Oh, you don't. Yes, Lord. Help her, Father. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. That's right. Yes, yes. That's our right craft. We just we just studied about that. Mourn with those that mourn. We got some mourners in here. Anybody in here that make themselves cry? Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Feeling better? You feeling better? That's good. 